Welcome to another episode of Sportsology, the podcast. Today joining me is professional UFC fighter Dustin Stoltzfus. How are you doing today? Good. Good to hear. So uh, before, you know, you introduce yourself a bit more, let's just cut to the chase. Could you take Jake Paul in a fight? In a, in a fight? Yes. Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, in a boxing match, I don't know. He, uh, As much as people like to hate him and hate on him, his boxing does look pretty sharp. Um, I don't know if he's... He's the bigger guy, or I am. But in a fight, I could definitely take him. Just a little bit of an icebreaker there to see what. <laughs> um, no, but you know, for real, that's. Uh, I always like to start off the podcast by you know um, getting you to tell everyone a bit about yourself and you know what you do. Um, so yeah, as you said, my name is Dustin Stoltzfus. Uh, born and raised in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Yeah, moved over here to Germany, uh, 2012 for the first time. Went back to the states to finish my bachelor's, and then. Came back from my master's degree in 2014 in translation. Been here ever since, training, translating. Now just setting up my own gym a little bit. So that's that's what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks. Was there any motivation for moving from the U.S. to Germany? Because like, as you just said, you know, you were born there. So like, was it kind of hard to, um, you know, go to a different spot and like, you know, train there and, and do everything kind of maybe differently? Um, not too much because it wasn't really the plan in the beginning so there wasn't I wasn't just sitting there planning it out like, oh that's going to be really hard to to leave here and go there because I was like all right I'll just go there for a year and then I did that came back and I was like oh well the master's program over there is pretty good maybe I'll go and do that and then it just sort of snowballed um so I didn't actually have that sit down moment where I was like you know what I think I would like to go live in Germany and then as far as the training thing goes, I actually started training MMA in Germany. So, so I like to say I'm definitely a, an American first, born and raised, but I am and have been a German fighter. Um, most of my training partners, most of my training hours, most of my coaches have been here in Germany. Oh, okay. So it's more of like a, I want to say like hometown because you're in the US, right? But it, it kind of feels like more normal. Yeah, yeah. I've spent pretty much all of my adult life here. All right. Well, good good to hear. Good to hear. So in your first 14 fights, you went 13 and one. How do you manage to stay like so consistent through that whole time? Wrestling and having a hard head. Things go, yeah, things can go badly pretty quickly in an MMA fight. And if you can't take a punch, you're not going to get too far. And wrestling is the best way to stay consistent uh, because you can dictate where the fight is. Now, I'm not like a top tier wrestler or anything like that. I wrestle well enough that with my other skills, with my kickboxing, with my with my ground game, um, I'm able to usually choose where the fight goes to to a good degree. And uh, in a pinch, that's super important. Other than that, just having a very wide spectrum of skills and abilities. I'm not the most fluid striker out there but I can definitely hold my own against some really good guys especially if I'm having a good day and um and I hit really hard uh and then once it gets in the clench and once it goes to the ground that's where my abilities typically really shine yeah for sure and then so just like a follow-up question to the one I just asked so how did you stay positive after that first loss because you went 3-0-0 you lost and then you almost went like pretty much undefeated for like the longest time like you you went from three and one to 13 and one so how, how did how did you like keep staying positive and just keep doing what you do best 
Um, well, that was a really big, that first loss was a really big learning experience for me. I had jumped into my pro career with probably a little bit too much enthusiasm. And that was my, so my fourth fight was my first loss. And that was my fourth fight and fifth fight camp in five months. So that was definitely a big takeaway. I felt fine physically, but like right before making the walk, I looked over to my coach and I was like, I'm not feeling it today. I don't want to be here. And he was like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll get hit the first time and then then it'll all come back and you'll just get right back into it. But that moment never came. And so that's the first time that I really uh, experienced not just physical fatigue, but the, the mental and emotional fatigue of just training all the time and having that stress um, of competition just always there. And so that really told me that, hey, look, you need to, you've got other stuff going on. I was, I was a student at the time as well. Take your time with these fights. Don't rush them. Um, make sure that, I wanted to make sure that I had time to learn and get better between fights as well. And then making the drop down to middleweight and not fighting huge guys at that light heavyweight was also plus. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And w- one thing that was actually interesting that you said was that when you were walking in, you didn't feel, it wasn't that it was physical. It was, it was a mental side that was really kind of beaten at you. Could you maybe like explain more about that and like, how are you feeling in that moment and maybe why? Um, why I would say was probably just, as I said, the, the fatigue of five camps and four fights in five months. I was still very new to the sport. I made my debut in November of 2012. And my fourth fight was in November of 2014 was my yeah pro debut. And then March 2015 or something like that was my fourth fight. And so I got a lot in there uh, just all at once coming from four amateur fights. Um, so it was just, it was just a little bit too much too soon as i said the the thing that a lot of people forget about is just when you have a fight coming up and you know you have a fight coming up that sits in the back of your head and it just sort of it's always taking a certain amount of your concentration a certain amount of your energy you're always sort of thinking about that in the back of your head that takes energy um that takes that that takes something out of you and if you're always doing that just like if you're always training and you never take a break your body's not going to be able to improve and recover like it should. So that was a big thing for me. Like take the breaks. That's when I really learned to take breaks for my, for my head as well as for, I kept pushing my body and a lot after that, I learned that a little bit later, but um, to take breaks for uh, mental clarity in a fight and how important that is. Um, that was my biggest takeaway from that, that first loss. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, we always have to have, and I say this a lot in a lot of my podcasts, is that we always have to have that good work-life balance. And what was what was awesome that you said there is that you made time for yourself mentally because those fights, they they eat away at you. Whether it's a fight, you're you're it's a game, whatever, it's something big. It's always you're always thinking about it, but it's not always like, you know, right there in the moment. So I, I, you know, I, I definitely applaud you for, for realizing that, you know, there's, you need to have that uh, time where it's maybe just for yourself or you just got to relax. So, um, I don't know about relaxing. I'm still a gym rat. (laughs) Um, I, yeah, even now, like coming off of coming off a loss, 
I was in the gym as soon as I got back to Germany. I don't, I don't take breaks. I don't like breaks. <laughs> um, if I am not training for more than a week, I get really, really antsy. So I try not to do that. Um, but it is different training with a goal in mind and just training to keep up your physical fitness, keep up your, keep your tools sharp um, and learn new things. Uh, the difference is night and day um, between the two. Uh, and the intensity is also obviously different. So that also plays a big part on how it, how it affects your body is the intensity of your training as well. But no, I don't, I don't really stop training. I'm not, uh, yeah, it's pretty addicted. It shows that you love the sport, right? And it shows that you like, you like what you do. So, um, I, you know, that's, that's good to hear that too. But, um, going back to where you you didn't feel right that one fight. That was your first loss. How do you try to stay like focused while you're in the octagon walking in, you know, being there? Like, you know, you're going to have people like scream and yell and, you know, not recently because of the pandemic, but like, you know, usually, right? Your people are there, they're screaming, they're yelling, maybe saying some like, you know, bad things. They're trying to get in your head. How do you try to block that out? Hmm. I mean, it has been a while since I fought with, uh, with an audience, so... Um, but actually the audience tends to help me not focus too much. I'm probably more of a cerebral fighter. I tend to overthink things. And, um, I think that was part of my problem in some of my last fights, which may have something to do with the audience, with not having an audience there may not, uh, hopefully we'll get people back in the arenas and I'll get to see if that helps. I tend to yeah, overthink things and having the, the audience there and having that energy there sort of pulls me out of the moment a little bit so I can just flow. Um, so that actually is a help for me to have that, that audience there, that distraction there, if you will. Hopefully that benefits my, my game a little bit the next time I go in. When, then when before fights, when you're training, what do you find is like the hardest thing to do? Like what is the hardest aspect when you train? Um, for me, because I don't I don't really have a head coach. The hardest thing for me is the scheduling. Once I'm in the gym and once training starts, it's go time. Um, I'm a workhorse. I like training, even when I'm tired, uh, even when I don't feel like it. Once it gets started, I'm there. But the hardest part is, has definitely been the scheduling, especially especially with COVID. That's been a big a big energy trap for me, where I'm. I have to call and write this guy and try to get these training partners in and see if this coach has some time and see if that coach has some time, try to schedule time at that gym, this gym. And it's uh, just one more thing that you need to worry about, which is just when you're already super tired and stressed and uh, it's not necessarily the best thing. So that's definitely one thing that me and my team are trying to work on because that's that can get tiresome. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, you know, I to totally agree. I mean, there's a lot of things that you need to worry about, especially when you're in pro sports, right? And having something that kind of, you know, uh, messes with your schedule like COVID does, right? And all these restrictions and things that happen. It's just, it's like another block on the wall that you need to get by. So it's just one more thing to worry about. Exactly. exactly. And a huge list of things to worry about. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so after you train, right. And I, I like to touch on this a lot and you, you know, you've touched on it earlier in this is that, um, the mental side is huge. So how important do you think it is to be mentally prepared for a fight? Uh, hugely. Um, the question is what exactly is being mentally prepared? And I think that differs from person to person. Um, some people need to hype themselves up. Other people need to calm themselves down. Um, so to find your own balance of being mentally prepared is always, it's always a bit tricky. Um, for me, it's putting in that work, knowing that I have put in overtime in the gym and that, that I'm fit and that I'm strong and that I have the tools to win. I just need to go out there and use it. And then another thing for me that always goes through my head um, before I fight is I try not to worry too much about losing uh, because at the end of the day, things that are most important in life are the people that are most important. And those people don't care if I win. I mean, they care in the sense that they care about my well-being, but me winning or losing has no effect on my relationship with the most pe important people in my life. And that is always something that I think about before I step into the cage. And it's my way of trying to get rid of that fear of loss of, of losing and uh, it usually helps. Yeah, no, I, I honestly think that's, that's great because a lot of people are very, you know, like win focused, right. And sometimes it's better to pro uh, or I should say focus on the process rather than the outcome, which is, uh, you know, a, a pretty popular saying. And that's be just because, you know, you can, you can win all you want, but you know, it, it, maybe you're not doing things differently. Maybe you're not trying new things out. You might not even be getting better. You might be just facing the same people who are like the same type of skill. So I, I think that's very important. What you said there is that you focus on what you think is important rather than what other people might think is more important. Right. So um, I, I think that was very, very cool. And uh, very great that what you said there, um, do you have any pre-fight routines that you like to do? Like, cause I know some people, they like to do, you know, just like, sometimes it's like a weird thing that nobody else would do. Or um, It sort of depends. Uh, I try to not to steer myself too much. Um, every fight is different. You feel different before every fight. And I try not to artificially force myself to feel a different way or to act a certain way. But there are a couple of things that I do. Um, I do like to listen to music right before I go in there's, um, and sometimes it's just like one song really hits and I just play that over and over and over and over. But yeah, there's like two things that I do pretty much before every fight it's now since the past couple of years. And that's uh, I, I always have like a lacrosse ball that I usually use as a massage ball. So I just like go around and just play with that, just bouncing it all around, um, especially once I get to the arena. But it's not quite time to really start warming up yet. So I have something to do but I'm not already tiring myself out. Um, that's one thing I do a lot. Once I get in the cage, uh, I just get in there and do some hip stretches. Um, gets me in the zone. It's just something that I've done since my first fight. Uh, and yeah, other than that, I don't have too many routines that I always do, but music, the ball and hip stretches. Yeah, I mean, you know, everybody has their own kind of different thing they like to do. Some people, I know in hockey, they put on one skate before the other or they'll do one side or the other side of equipment. Right. So everybody's different. Right. So, yeah. well, we uh, don't have too much equipment. It's just the shorts <laughs> and the gloves. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, one last question I want to ask you is, is that I, I've actually gotten to ask this question more because I actually think it's really important is that 
who is your biggest supporter? Who, who like helps you? Who do you think helps you the most? Like it could be a friend, family and, and why? Uh, as far as um, helping me in my journey as an athlete, there's a lot of people. Uh, I have a huge network of people that help me out. And so I could just sit here and just list them off. But probably the two the two guys that have helped me out the most uh, over the years have been my longtime coach Dominic Englert um, and um, former UFC fighter Peter Sabota. Both of those men have taught me a lot, have encouraged me a lot, and um, just have invested a lot of their time and energy into my journey and betterment as a fighter. Yeah. I mean, you know, we all have someone who really helps us out, whether it's, you know, our mom or our dad, like a coach that has just been with us from the start, like you said, right. Or just, you know, people who are really just willing to give their time because, you know, maybe they see something in you and they're just, it's like, uh, it's, it's, it's really cool to hear that kind of stuff for sure. And, um, you know, I, I love it when I hear all this and, you know, I appreciate you coming on, right. You know, I, I always appreciate everybody who comes on and gives their time because, um, you know, I, I'd like to do the same for everybody else. So uh, thank you. No problem. And that does it for another episode of Sportsology, the podcast. As always, I will be linking the socials in the description of the podcast so you listeners can go check things out. I always appreciate everyone who listens to my podcast and gives me good feedback. It, you know, it gives me a lot of energy to want to do this more and I love doing it. So I'm going to keep it coming. But till next time, my name is Zach Stanton. Have a great day.